Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome, everybody, to our podcast and video. We're grateful that you're here joining us today for our Clergy Conversations. I'm Corey. Kelly. And Charles. Absolutely. I'm grateful that y'all are joining us here today. Um, This Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, and uh, there are wonderful readings from Genesis 11, from John 14, where Jesus talks about the sending of the Holy Spirit. We're going to read from Acts chapter 2, which talks about the day of Pentecost and what that means. And um, we're going to start with um, verse 1 of 2 and just uh, go from there. Who wants to read? Do do we want to divide this up? Like divided tongues? (laughs) <laughs> no yeah. pun intended. I'll, I'll read through verse 13. Okay. And then, and then pick up. Or Kelly goes from there. Up. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven, like the howling of a fierce wind, filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their own native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans? Every one of them. How then can each of us hear them speaking our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, as well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phygeria and Pamphylia, Egypt, the regions in Libya boarding Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Jews, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own language. And they were all surprised and bewildered. And some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying, They're full of new wine. Then Peter stood with the other eleven apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it is only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord arrives and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow. There's so much into the in this. Not only the idea of uh, the the prophet Joel and the spirit of God on all flesh, but you know, just the just the response of the people to the Galileans. They mm-hmm. were thinking, 
what's wrong with them? And, mm-hmm. you know, and God bless you, Charles, for having to read all those names from around the world. I, I mean, know. I should have practiced more. I was say, you noticed I was real, real quiet at the beginning. Yes, she was strategic in her mm-hmm. choosing of scripture. Well, however you say Parthians and Elamites and all of those folks, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of people from everywhere that day. And I, and I don't know where y'all come down, but it's when I hear when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Mm-hmm. To me, that idea of people all gathering together in one place, in one space, in one time, I mean, is, is a really cool thing to think about. I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about how anytime we're gathering with groups now, it's always so fresh and new, and, you know, what that means to be a church in one place mm-hmm. is a lot um, yeah. right now. And it's and, and I don't know, it's, it's kind of, you know how when you read Scripture, there's always something new to hear? Yeah. I mean, that kind of heightens our awareness of things. Mm-hmm. When I think about it, it almost reminds me of that first day of Easter where they hear the good news from the women and their first reaction is to hide away together. But this is kind of like the complete opposite of that because this is the 50th day after the Passover and it's a big celebration. In fact, it's one of those times where people from all over the region would be coming up to Jerusalem to celebrate this great thing because like our scripture said, Jews and converts to Judaism alike are celebrating this festival uh, that commemorates the giving of the Ten Commandments after Mm -hmm. Moses comes back down Mount Sinai after, you guessed it, 50 days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really is kind of a great celebratory, uh, even if it is a little bit chaotic right. kind of moment. Maybe the best celebrations are. Yeah, and, and I love how it's like God's done this in the past and is doing yeah. that then in the present. It's kind of a pointing to the to the promise of God that's past, present, future. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. And I, What struck me uh, this time around, too, was just uh, the fact that the, the wind and the uh, the flame, the finger of flames, um, came from from heaven, and that sounds simple. But when you think about two things that we cannot control, and, and certainly in that time that uh, it felt like they could not control, it was wind and and fire. Yeah. Uh, now you may can harness both of those. Yeah. But as far as controlling it, and um, and I think that it's just such a picture of, again of of God reaching out to to humankind. Mm-hmm. Um, and where so often we try to control these things, um, where we really are called to turn over this control. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, as Kelly said, anniversary, or they're celebrating the anniversary of the giving of the law to mm-hmm. Moses on Mount Sinai. And it's almost like the, the law uh, that God came to dwell within mm-hmm. these people, within us. Yeah. Uh, oh, at that time of celebration. That's good. I think. Traditionally, most of you have probably heard this dubbed kind of the birthday Mm -hmm. of the church. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is both a wonderful modern thing to think about, but it's also kind of like you were saying, Charles, a really historic thing. For many, many years, the Mm -hmm. early church used the day of Pentecost or the feast of Pentecost as a sending out, like a commissioning of Mm -hmm. new Christians out to go do ministry in Mm -hmm. the wild. And some churches even today still do confirmation or all kinds of different things on the day of Pentecost because it is such a gorgeous and historical Mm -hmm. reminder of the way that God sends all of us uh, 
Parthians, Medes, all, all, all the all like, people. Yep. out into the world to be God's people because of all of the ways that we're different. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking um, as I was this week how Pentecost, you know, it's a, it's a high holy day of the church. Mm-hmm. It's up there with Christmas and Easter and Pentecost. You know, those are the big kind of big days. Mm-hmm. And when we think about that, it's almost like, you know, it, we, we know this when it comes to celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. We sing Silent Night and we enjoy Christmas Eve and all of that. And we know that it had a, and it's, it, it's historical, but it's also very important for the moment mm-hmm. that God's birth is happening in our own lives. And then an Easter happens, and we know that it was historical, but we also know there's something, there's new life that comes from mm-hmm. the resurrection of our living Lord. And I think, I don't know if it's sometimes for Pentecost, there's something about this that we almost want to leave in the past because it's so mysterious. Mm-hmm. I mean, flames and tongues and all of that just sounds kind of mysterious and we don't understand it. We can say, well, it was sure must have been something. Right. <laughs> Versus there is something powerfully wonderful about now, today, mm-hmm. in, in, in the Holy Spirit. Right. And I think, again, just kind of the same, same basis is uh, that it's um, up to us to receive the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, to open up our, our hearts and our lives to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, that's a gift from God, and, and as Jesus pointed out um, throughout his ministry, and especially the latter part of his ministry, uh, that it's a gift for all. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think, you know, uh, kind of the last verse from Joel sums it up, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be, be saved. Yeah. Uh, so I love how somebody put it. It's this idea of knowing that we need God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm that each of us has to get to that point of knowing that we need God and, and we can't do it on ourselves. And it almost reflects on, as you were saying, the Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Um, there's just nine short verses about that and people, we can read a lot into it. Yeah. But the basic idea is that they were building a city for themselves. They were building a, a tower up um, to, to God. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And it's almost, and then lang- different languages came in and uh, they were dispersed all around the, the globe. And, um, but it's this idea that God is the one who reaches out to us, mm-hmm. uh, and we're the ones who have to um, accept that, to admit that, our, our need for God, yeah. and, that, and that's all that's required. I always, one of the things that I think is so funny about this, this great story that we tell every year is the timing of it. So in the Christian year, we start at Advent and we prepare for the birth mm-hmm. of Jesus and Jesus mm-hmm. gets born and that's really exciting and he's alive for a little bit, but then it's Lent yeah. and we're on our way to the cross and then it's Easter and then it's Pentecost and we enter the longest season of the year yeah. that we call ordinary time. And I think that there's something so beautiful about that, <clears throat> that we celebrate this big birthday of the church, this big holy moment in history and in our Mm -hmm. lives where we all remember the work of God in our lives. But then we're sent out to do the ordinary work of what it looks like to be a disciple day in and day out, day after day after day. And I, I love that. I love that we spend the most time in the year during ordinary time. And that's kind of what we're commissioned to do, simply to live as ordinary, wonderful, beloved disciples of God. Amen. I think about if there's a challenge for our time, our day and our time today, and our world is that 
the ordinary has become almost we crave ordinary. <laughs> you know, yeah. if we could have ordinary for a while, oh Lord bless us, that would be great. But so much of our world has become so so divided and so extreme or so unordinary in a way that it's it'll it's alarming. Um, that we crave unity that that comes from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our world, when we look at divided things, like, like the Tower of Babel story, mm-hmm. where everybody was trying to do something for themselves, and it divided them all. And I think about this place that starts off with this, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. something, they didn't create Pentecost, but they sure were ready for it, it seems. Right. There was prayer, there was... There was this openness, I, you know. I don't know, if, but but there was also this stirring that caused people to ask questions. What does this mean? Well, yeah, and people were amazed and perplexed by others being open to what God could do in their in their life. And um, so that sends us out into the very ordinary time in a very mm-hmm. ordinary world to do extraordinary yeah. love and extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, I don't know gifts of God in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's the story Absolutely. of Pentecost. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, because that's where book that's where Acts just takes off. That these yeah. ordinary Galileans and others, mm-hmm. all those people you read about, go out right. and, and start churches in all those places. And I love that it's not God saying you have to speak to me in my language, but it's God oh, that's good, giving Charles. languages to everyone and speaking to every person in their own language. Oh, that's great. And I think sometimes we get caught up in churches or we, you yeah, know, certain meaning of things. But uh, but this picture of that that God is speaking to each individual there in their mm-hmm. own own language in a way they understand. Yeah. So that that kind of is ties a bow on the incarnation, the resurrection, and sending of the mm-hmm. Spirit. I mean, and all of that. That's that's all. That's the character of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelly, can you? share a word and close or just close in prayer one of the other well i i think you put a bow on it here we mm-hmm. are at the end of this beautiful season of easter ready to get to work doing extraordinary acts of love through the help of god in what is an ordinary time amen so yes i would love to pray for mm-hmm. us let's pray holy god we are grateful for the gift of your spirit which speaks to us and lives in us which invites us to live our lives as faithful disciples of Jesus. So we ask this day that you would make us like those first early disciples, that we would be mindful of the way the Spirit is moving, that we would um, search out the wisdom of the Spirit, and that even when the Spirit surprises us, that we would be bold enough and brave enough to follow where you lead. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.